0: praise the lord i pray that this will be the heart cry of all of us as we pursue the lord that will cry to him that we will know more of him because the deeper the better and we can never have enough of our Lord Jesus Christ shall we pray Father we give you glory and thank you so much for your mercy your grace your all encompassing love that made you send your only begotten son to come and die on the cross for us thank you that by his death We have been reconciled unto you, and you have given us the message of reconciliation. Lord, it's not about us, but it's about you. So we pray that each and every one of us will have more and more of you, so that we become better and better representatives or ambassadors of yours here on earth. To the glory and praise of your name. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen. The topic that we have uh, for this evening is you are God's witness on earth. You are God's witness on earth. And I want us to look at two pieces of scripture. Two pieces of scripture. One I'll call foundational. And then the other... Is the passage that I want to focus on uh, this evening. For our foundational passage, when we talk about witnesses of God or of Jesus on this earth, the passage that comes readily to mind is found in Matthew chapter 28. Reading from verses, verse 18 to verse 20. Matthew 28. And we will read from verse 18 to verse 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This passage, which has been quoted so many times, is what is referred to as the, the Great Commission. So Christ, at the end of his ministry, having been crucified and uh, been resurrected, was about to ascend on high, and he gave this charge to his disciples. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. You will see in this passage that Christ said to his disciples that they were to be his disciples and they were to teach and observe all the things that he had taught them. So, he didn't just send them to be his witnesses and to go and do their own thing. He had taught them something. They had been with Jesus. He had taught them certain principles. He had explained to them his mission. And it is these teachings that he asked them to, as they witness, as they carry this great commission, they were to teach the people to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And then he added those assuring words. For lo, I am with you, even to the end of the age. So he wasn't leaving them alone, but he was going to be with them, even to the end of the age. Now, as I said, this passage uh, comes at the end of of Jesus' ministry. But at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, in Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 to 20, we also see a a certain call where Christ called the first disciples, uh, Peter and his uh, his brother, and it was a very simple uh, call. He said, come follow me and I will make you fishes of men. Come follow me and I will make you fishes of men so this is found in i mean if you if you take it from uh, Matthew chapter 4 verse 18 to 20 so between Matthew 4:18 to 20 and Matthew 28:18 to 20 we see the intervening years or intervening times and those were the times that Christ poured himself into his disciples and it is what he poured into his disciples, what he brooded over them, that at the end of the day, he asked them to go and teach, uh, you know, the people to observe. Now, I want us to look at those words there. Come, follow me, and I will make you. Come, follow me, and I will make you. If you look at the similar accounts in Mark Chapter 3, verse 14. We are told that Jesus appointed 12. That they were to be with him. And that he might send them out to preach. So again, I want us to note the words. That he called 12. They were to be with him. And then having been with him. He was going to send them. So the 12 had been with Jesus. From the beginning of his ministry. To the end. They had seen Jesus do things in a certain way. They had heard Jesus teach in a certain way. Jesus had challenged their thinking, their worldview, their understanding of scripture. And had explained to them in secret and in open, you know, what it was that his his, uh, messiahship was. His was not the conquering messiah, but he was the suffering messiah. He was the Redeemer who came to die for them. It wasn't easy for the, for the disciples to understand all these things. So you remember, I mean, Peter said, hey, hey, don't do that. We have left everything and have and, and, and come to follow you. How can you say that you are going to die? You know, But throughout all these times, Jesus was challenging their worldview, their thinking, their understanding of things. Remember uh, uh, John and and his brother. Their mother came. That In your kingdom, I want my sons, one to be on your left and one to be on your right. They were thinking of an earthly kingdom. And again, Jesus challenged them. Remember when he said, you call me teacher and so I am. But if you, if I, as the teacher, I have washed your feet, then so ought you to do. So Jesus Not only taught, but he also modeled the kind of leadership, the kind of teacher, the kind of redeemer that he was. And having been with them over the three year period, now it was ready for him to go. He believed that he had already poured himself. And he said, I came not to do my own will, but to do the will of the one who sent me. He said, it is to your to your benefits that I go. Because if I do not go, the comforter will not come. But when the comforter comes, he will convict, he will teach you and lead you into all things. And he will convict of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So Jesus had, had taught them all these things. And at the end of the day, he said, tarry until you receive power. But when you receive power, you shall be my, my witnesses in Judea, in Jerusalem, in, Sa- in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. Now Paul, the disciple of Jesus, had followed Jesus, had come to know him, as he himself said, as one who was born out of time. And having followed Jesus, and having followed the teachings of Jesus, the revelations of Jesus, Paul came to the point where he realized that this man was everything that, you know, he, he needed to know. And Paul makes a statement, and this is the passage that I want us to focus on this afternoon. So we're going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I'm reading from verses 13 to 20. Second Corinthians chapter 5, we read from verses 13 to 20. For if we are beside ourselves, let me, let's take it first in the NLT. Let's take it first in the NLT before we come to the uh, New King James Version. If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So, we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. Now, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. No longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead. Come back to God. Hallelujah. You can go back to New King James. I just wanted us to uh, take it from the more relevant, more easy to understand you know language so if we seem crazy so paul haven't come to christ you know he had a certain lifestyle just like the disciples who sat at jesus feet and had a different understanding of what this christ was all about but haven't now experienced him haven't come to now see and understand him Paul says, it's as if, look, the, and, and when I was, when I was doing this, this, this passage, you know, there is this musician who had the name Abodam. A man, everything about him appeared to be crazy. Paul says that if we appear to be crazy, I am crazy for Christ. So, it is for you to choose. If I appear to you to be crazy, I am crazy for Christ. But if you think that I am in my elements, it is for your own good. If you think that I am crazy, you can consign me to the dustbin. Right? But if you see me and you know that I am in my right elements, then it is in your interest. Because then you would come to understand the truth that has gripped me, which is now making me talk as I do. Which has opened my eyes to the reality of Christ. Which has opened my eyes to the reality of our calling. So Paul says that if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. I'm crazy, I'm crazy for God. And I'm happy about that. If we are of a sound mind, it is for you. These deep truths that that, that Paul had distilled out of his life. Those were the truths that he is now introducing to the people. And then he goes on. 14. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge that that if one died for all, then all died. Paul says that I appear to be crazy if I appear crazy to you. Because I am compelled by the love of Christ. I am swept over, I am bought over by the love that Christ has shown, has poured into my life. That is why I appear to be crazy. That is what Paul was saying. He says, the love of Christ compels us. It was as if in spite of himself, there was nothing that he could do because he so consumed by the love of God. You know that song, I want more of you. The more I know you, the more I want to know you. Jesus, I want to have more of you. He says, For the love of Christ compels us because we judge us if one died for all, then all died. So he goes on and he makes his argument Christ came to die for all. And if Christ died for all, then and, and rose again, then all can also be risen with Christ. And and Paul saw himself having died with Christ, that he is also risen with Christ. Therefore, the glory that Christ had, he was also clothed with that glory. It is this which was compelling Christ, uh, what was compelling Paul, and that is why he says that if I appear to be crazy, I'm crazy for Jesus. Let's move on. Verse 15. And he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves but for him who died for them and rose again. Hallelujah. Christ did not come to die in vain. Christ came to die for a purpose. He died so that we should no longer live to ourselves. The topic that we are discussing this evening is that we are witnesses of Christ. We are people who are testifying about the love of Christ. And Paul is laying here some foundations that if Christ died, if one died for all, then all have died. And therefore all shall also live. And if we are living, it's as if our life has been exchanged. Our rottenness has now been exchanged. For divinity. Hallelujah. So he goes on, he says that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for those for 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 but for him who died for them and rose again. Hallelujah. My brother, my sister, my prayer is that each and every one of us will come to lay hold of this truth that Paul had come to grips with. Which has made him almost beside himself, almost crazy. Because this truth is so life transforming. And that is what Paul is teaching. Let's go to 16. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yes, now know him thus no more. He's saying that, look, yes, we, we, we knew Christ. We we engaged with him. Whilst he was here, some said, oh, is that not the son of the carpenter? Oh, is that not the uh, Mary and his brothers and sisters? They saw him as human being. But Paul had now come to the realization that this man is not one that should be known just, you know, on the face of it. Oh, also, oh. oh, this man. No! Because he has come to realize that Christ is the son of the living God. And therefore, he is no longer to be looked and considered in the fleshly form as they did. That's why he says, so we no longer know anybody after the flesh, not even Christ, because we realize that he was divinity, clothed with humanity. Hallelujah. So let's go on. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. This is such a critical point. It is such a high point of our calling. It is such a high point of our walk with Christ. Paul says that, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All the old things that we used to do, all the old understanding that we had, The old nature that we had, everything is passed away. And behold, all things have become new. The other time my brother preached and, you know, he touched on three things. That when the Spirit of God comes, it makes us witnesses, it makes us epistles, and it also exposes the power of God that we are to exhibit, right? Here, Paul is saying that in Christ, we are now new creation. The old has passed away. What is the old that Paul was talking about here? He was talking about the spirit of sin. The nature of sin. And the power of sin over mankind. The spirit of sin. The spirit of disobedience. The nature of sin. The nature that also makes us predisposed to sin and to do things evil. And the power of sin. That compels us to do things in spite of ourselves. That's why Paul says that the things that I want to do, I am unable to do. But in Christ Jesus, there has been an exchange. The old has passed away. Therefore, the spirit of sin is broken. The nature of sin is broken. And the power of sin over us is broken. Hallelujah. And the new has come. The spirit of Christ is also on us. The nature of Christ is upon us. And the power of God is available for you and I. Glory to Jesus. So there has been an exchange. There's been an exchange in the spirit realm. And Paul says that, look, we should be mindful of this. When we take hold of this truth, then we realize that you and I are not ordinary people who should succumb to the spirit of sin, who should participate in the nature of sin. Who should fall under the spell and the dominion of the the power of sin? But now, we are ruled by the Spirit of God. Now, we have the nature of God. Now, we have the power of God that enables us to do the things that ordinarily we would not be able to do. Glory to Jesus. Then he goes on. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So all things, because you and I, because this exchange has taken place in our lives, everything that we do, we are of God. We are God's people, right? Because God has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. In the past, We were alienated from God. Because we were alienated from God, we could not hear when God spoke. We could not act when God spoke. But now we are reconciled to God. The enmity that stood between us and God has now been bridged. And it's been bridged through Jesus Christ our Lord. And not only that, he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. When we understand this, you know, it's a great honor to be called an ambassador. You know, we, we refer to them and say, His excellency. Her excellency. And Paul is saying here that you and I have been given this ministry of reconciliation. Right? So, the thing that we used to stood out there Now, not only have we been brought in, not only have we become part of the commonwealth of Christ, but Christ has also chosen you and I as his representatives. And Christ is counting on you and I to go there, to go out there, and to reconcile the world to himself. Glory to Jesus. What a privilege. What an honor. What an honor. Somebody says, I who did not deserve the glory of God, not only has God now engrafted me into himself, but he's now calling me his representatives. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Now let's go on. And he says that that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. He has committed to us the word of reconciliation. He has committed to us the word of reconciliation, the message of reconciliation. So you and I, as ambassadors of Christ, as people to whom this word of reconciliation has been given to us, we now have to be Careful how we speak, what we say, what comes out of our mouth. You know, and Jesus taught earlier, he said, it is that which is within which will come out. Right? So, we have to be, we have to be careful. Because now, and, and, and Jesus said, he said, I have not done anything of my own. As my father sent me, or as I hear my father instruct. That is what I do. So you and I, as ambassadors of Christ, as people to whom this message of reconciliation has been given, what do you hear? What do we say? Is it representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? That is, God was in Christ reconciling the world himself. said, go into all the world and make disciples of me. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching and admonishing them to observe all the things that I taught. For lo, I am with you, even to the close of the age. He has given us, he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now we can end on 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This is a summary. We are ambassadors of Christ. We are witnesses of Christ. We are representatives of Christ. God through us, is pleading with the world. That is why he said, but you shall be my witnesses when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and to the uttermost part. You and I are witnesses of Christ. You and I are ambassadors of Christ. And look at the words. That God, as, as though God We're pleading through us. When we are engaging our friends, when we are chatting with our friends in the home and in everything that we do, do we see ourselves as people that God is using? That God is speaking through us. That God is pleading
1: with the world.
0: The world that is otherwise doomed. The world that is otherwise on its way to hell. But thanks be to God that he has given us the spirit of God. That's why he said, for lo, I am with you always. We cannot do it on our own. But he who has called us is faithful. Who also will do it. The spirit of sin is broken. The nature of sin is broken. The power of God. The power of sin is broken. We have the spirit of God. We have the nature of God. And we have the power of God. Now available to us. So when my brother talked about. We have become the epistles of God. It is the nature of God in us. That we are demonstrating. The way God does his things. So. Are we true ambassadors? Are we true representatives of God? In our lifestyle, in the way we do things, is the world still having a hold on us? If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Christ has given us his message. He's given us his word. And, 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 and that is why Paul says in uh, uh, Romans chapter 12, says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you offer yourselves as the living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to, the, to God. says, do not conform to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of, our, of your mind. How do we renew our minds? We renew our minds through the daily study of the word. We renew our mind as we daily go to God in communion with him through prayer and tarrying, waiting in front of him, in his presence, for him him to give us the word. But you see, the Holy Spirit, as Jesus said, he said, he will take of my own. He will lead you into all truth. He will bring to your remembrance. Unfortunately, quite a number of us, we have become lazy followers of Christ. We don't read the word. If you don't read the word, how will the Holy Spirit remind you of what you have read? If you don't study the Word, how will the Holy Spirit enlighten you to know what is in the Word? If you don't read the Word, how will you know the will of your Father in Heaven? So this evening, I recommend to you again the Word of God. The Word of God that is able to save to the ultimate. But you see, Joshua 1, 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, and be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then shall you make your way prosperous, and then shall you have good success. As we sit in the presence of the Lord, as we soak in His Word, the Holy Spirit just comes and makes us it. The Holy Spirit reminds us, When the devil comes against us like a flood, the Holy Spirit just pops up a word. Remember Jesus himself? It is written. It is written. It is written. Jesus himself, as a son of God, did not defeat the devil out of the word of God, outside the word of God. But he based every battle that he fought on the word of God. We are witnesses of Christ. The old has passed away. My prayer is that each and every one of us will come to grips with this knowledge, this understanding that in Christ we are new. That the spirit of sin is broken over us. The nature of sin is broken over us. The power of sin is broken over us. That the spirit of Christ is now with us. The nature of God is now with us. That we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. You and I are here as ambassadors of Christ. You and I are here as representatives of Christ. You and I are here as witnesses of Christ. We must bear witness to Christ's saving grace in our homes, in our offices, amongst our friends, and wherever we go. We need to to carry the candle and the torch of Christ. So that is why Paul says that if I appear to be crazy, I am crazy for God. We should not just conform to this world and always want to, you know, oh, we, we, we want to gain acceptance, we want to gain acceptance, we want to gain acceptance. It won't take us anywhere. My prayer is that each and every one of us will come to lay hold of this truth that gripped Christ, that, that gripped Paul, which made him reveal such important truths, you know, about our new birth and our new standing in Christ. Paul, writing to the Romans, had this to say. Romans six twelve to 14. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its last. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Hallelujah. Our life, is transformed, my dear brothers and sisters. We should not continue to, to, to pamper sin. We should not continue to, you know, I mean, be treated. Say, oh, uh, we are different. We have been bought with the precious blood of Jesus. We are a new creation. We have the spirit of God in us. We have the nature of God in us. And we have the power of God available to us. My prayer this evening, I don't know if there is anybody who is yet to give his life to Jesus. If you have not given your life to Jesus, then all that I'm talking about is strange. But if you want to give your life to Jesus, he came to seek and to save the lost. This new creation, you can also be part of the new creation. If you have not given your life to Jesus, I'm bringing my, my, my short sermon to a close. You'd want to bow down and invite Christ into your life. Just say a simple prayer that, dear Lord Jesus, I see that I am lost. I see that you have given us, you came to reconcile the world yourself. I offer myself to you. I want to be reconciled to God. And God will hear you. If on the other hand, you have already made that call, you have already given your life to Jesus, but you realize that things are not going well the way it ought to be, I came to remind you that the spirit of sin is broken. The nature of sin is broken. The power of sin over your life is broken. All you need to do is to tap into this newness in Christ Jesus. So that you can effectively also be out there and be a witness to the truth. And be a witness to Christ's salvation story. And be an instrument that God is using. To reconcile the world to himself. We are ambassadors for Christ. It is an honor to be called an ambassador. That the king of kings and lord of lords. As he looked down. Said, Mama you, I want you to represent me. You are not representing Ghana. You are representing the king of kings. And lord of lords. We are no ordinary citizens here on this earth. Christ has called us and made us members of the commonwealth of Christ. I pray that each and every one of us, and I mean, when, when, when you lay hold of this truth, you realize that you want more of Jesus. You want to hear more from Him. Shall we rise and get into prayer? I
1: want more of you, Jesus. I want more of you, Jesus, the more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you. You made my life so beautiful, and as you are, you have made me here on earth. There's nothing greater than this. That's why I love you forevermore. You made my life so beautiful. And as you are, you have made me here on earth. There's nothing greater than this. That's why I love you. Forevermore. I want more of you, Jesus. I want more of you, Jesus. The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus. I want more of you, Jesus. I want more of you, Jesus. The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus. Oh. want you to talk to God I
0: pray that the Holy Spirit himself will fall on us that the Holy Spirit will reveal himself more and more to us that we will know Jesus as he truly is because when we get to know Jesus as he is our life will be transformed we will hunger and thirst after his righteousness we will step out there and be witnesses and ambassadors of His, we will realize that it's a privilege to be called an ambassador of Christ. Oh yes, Christ is counting on you and I to be witnesses of His. Says, if anyone will come to Me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Oh yes, Christ fill us, Lord fill us. May the Spirit of God come upon us. Lord, touch your people. Lord, reveal yourself more and more to your people. Spirit of God, brood over us. Spirit of God, transform us.
1: Spirit of God, may we see you for who you are. So that we will always desire more and more of you. More of you. More of you Jesus, more of you More of you More of you More of you you. Jesus, more of you
0: Father, we thank you for this great call of yours. Thank you for this great exchange, Lord. Thank you for breaking the power of sin over our lives. Thank you for breaking the nature of sin in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for breaking the power of sin. The spirit of sin, the nature of sin, and the power of sin is broken over us. Thank you for giving us the spirit of God. The spirit of Christ. The nature of God. The nature of Christ. And the power of God. Lord I pray for each and every one here this evening. The Lord will be strengthened in our inner self. That we will walk with you. The Lord we will hunger and thirst for more and more of you. Thank you for giving us this message of reconciliation. That such as we are otherwise unworthy, otherwise behind the van, you have brought us here not only to reconcile us, but you have given us the word of reconciliation. Lord, help us that we shall be living epistles of yours. Help us that, Lord, your power that is at work in us all will be made more and more evident, even as we witness about you. We pray that, Lord, The word in our mouth will always be confirmed with signs and wonders from your presence. The Lord, by our life, by our speech, and by everything that we do, others will know that of a truth. We are your disciples. We give you glory. We give you honor, King of Kings. Thank you, Jesus, for what you came to do on the cross for us. We love you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen.